Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we've got a fun one for you guys. We are going to review the brand new James Gunn film, The Suicide Squad. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. we got a couple different things that I tinkered with to try to uh, kind of really differentiate ourselves from the other review podcast. Um, this is going to be as spoiler-free as possible. Hopefully, I have told everybody I'm going to try to make this as spoiler-free as possible. But once you understand what I do for the breakdown of the episode and how it's going to be kind of reviewed, you'll understand it's going to be kind of hard to spoil a lot of different things. Um, so uh, I am joined this week with my co-host here. Um, Jacob is out again this week. He's pretending to work. I don't really know what he's doing these days anymore. I'm actually kind of excited. This is the first live show with New York City Drive-In we've done since I think like before the 4th of July, but oh, I'm no. joined by my co-host today. July 11th, you weren't here, but people oh, got yes. to embrace J.R.R. Tolkien live. Oh, God. Y'all killed me. I Again, I didn't listen to the show because I wouldn't have understand anything you said. And I didn't want to get spoiled for the time that I eventually do watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Like the rest, isn't there like nine more or something? How many did I watch? I watched two of there, them. There's three Lord of the Rings. I, I'm going to speak on behalf of the group and say you can safely skip The Hobbit. But it, it's, I mean, I really didn't care for the first two. But, you know, look. As a wise man once said, you got to let that go. All right. You know what I mean? It, it, you got to let it go. Okay. And joining us this week, as he does almost every week, he has paid his electric bill. So he's back this week, baby. Mr. Eric Langford is here. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great and ready to spoil the entire movie for everybody. We appreciate that. It's I know. I was really movie. surprised when they killed Robert Pattinson's Batman. And I know. <laughs> like immediately they were like, screw that cannon. Like, yeah, just beheaded him and saved everyone a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, ouch. There's a lot of people out there that really are excited about the thing about this is, so I was talking to somebody about this because everybody's freaking out about there's no Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. There's no Spider-Man trailer. Yet. Oh my God. And I'm like, the, of any movie that does not need a trailer, it's that one, right? You know what I mean? They can release yeah. the movie the day of, it's probably still going to make a billion dollars if we're not all dead. But I will say like, it, it, it's one of those movies that does Batman on the other hand, I just like, with Pattinson, you have a lot of people that need to buy into the idea that he's going to be uh, Batman. You know, there's a lot of people that don't love him. Oh, hold on, this way. There we go. I am warming to the whole being able to call him Pattinson, which I just okay. realized when we started having the trailer. I still think it's going to be a horrific movie. But if we can work that into a lot of Twitter talk, that might make me more excited. Speaking of that, her reaction was really rough to what Mr. Fox just said. Joining us this week again, <laughs> Amanda, how are you? I'm great. Also, hashtag release the air cut because we can oh. have both things. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm wow. good. Yeah. Well, not, the people that were listening are no longer listening. And release the trailer house cut. I want to watch all of them. I want to see what happens. Everything. All the things. The B-roll footage. Give it to me. I don't care. Everything. Yeah, you know, and I what I have to say to that is a wise man once said, you know, wise man once said, you got to let that go. All right, guys, you got to let it go. All a right. wise woman from Frozen also said to let it go. A wise man from a very popular <laughs> film nominated for a Golden Globe this year. You've got to calm down a little bit over there, oh, man. Oh, uh, 
All right, folks. Yeah, there's a reason the Golden Globes aren't allowed to have an awards telecast this year. <laughs> we can blame Jared Leto 1,000%. I fully, yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, Amanda, thank you for joining us this week. Um, we appreciate you having on. So the first question, I'm going to pass it around the table. I'm going to kick it off with Amanda for you. Mm-hmm. What was your score of the original Suicide Squad? Oh, God. That... I tried really hard to love it, you know, just because like DC needed wins um, and they were just constantly getting trashed, like left, right and center. The comments were ridiculous, but that thing is like 1.5 out of five for me, maybe a two, maybe just for Margot Robbie and Will Smith in the original, not the original, the first one, (laughs) but yeah, probably like a (laughs) two, two stars just for them and that's it. Langford, to you, what was your initial ranking of the su- the David Aya cut of the uh, Suicide? I'm sorry, it wasn't his cut. I'm sorry, just the regular old fashioned Suicide Squad. Sorry. Well, I mean, like I have thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the teacher grade rating thing that we do for Music City Drive-In, and it's a C minus. It's passing because I feel like you know inevitably what we got with Harley Quinn worked for people. Uh, Diablo and uh, Will Smith as Deadshot. Um, both of those like worked for me in the movie, and then everything else makes no sense or is bland. So it's like if you had enough to pass that there's something someone liked. I actually was really excited at the idea of someone super like method actor being the Joker. So I was extremely disappointed, which is the reverse where everybody was all. Like, like unsure about Heath Ledger and then super surprised. So what a roller coaster I no longer care about. <laughs> <laughs> and Fox D, what was your initial score of the original? So I think like all of the DCEU films, there are things about it that are great and there, there are flaws, you know, they all fall on a different spectrum there. I probably liked it more than most people. I loved Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I actually thought that she should have been in Academy Award consideration for what she did in that movie. I actually think that's her best performance in that part is from that movie. I gave it uh, three stars out of five. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a little bit more than the crowd did, right? You know what I mean? I did. I won't lie. I liked it, but I'm on the verge. I'm like a C plus still, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm in the C plus B minus scale of things, which folks at home, like I keep on getting railroaded. C plus is not a terrible grade. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's a passable film. You know what I mean? Like it's not an F, it's not a D, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a passable grade, but uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't hate, and I don't look, I'm going to say this even with the name, Wherever the how can't even figure out how to point on this episode. Air. Even with the name of the R.I.P. Ironcut, I didn't hate um, Leto in the movie. I know a lot of people did. I liked it. I thought it was different and unique. I do think that I would have liked it expanded upon, maybe a little bit of a backstory of why he was the way he was. No, and by no caliber do I think that he was anywhere near like a Heath Ledger. I mean, he's not. You know what I mean? But yeah. I just think, uh, for one, yeah, you get hate for giving a C to that movie because everyone either wants you to hate it or wants you to love it. But uh, for two, the thing about Jared Leto that I think everyone's kind of forgotten about is they promoted it like he was the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. It was like a lie. So yeah. it, it feels... Well, in the Iyer cut, it, he's the big bad wolf in it, and that's what makes it so much better. 
It's because David Ayer saw Cara Delevingne's performance and rethought his entire life career arc. The thing about it is, look, I, 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 I tweeted out the other day that I said RIP the Iron Cut after I saw the Suicide Squad. I tweeted out just because I wanted to be, I don't know, what's the word? You wanted to piss me off. Let's well, the guests. Not well, just you. Not just you. Everybody. <laughs> all of the Iron Cut. What was it the middle of the day you said RIP my mentions? Yes, I did. And the thing about it is, is like he wrote a couple of like, I mean, obviously he wrote the original Fast and the Furious. You know what I mean? People like, not a lot of people know that, but he also, you know, he did Training Day. He did mm -hmm. I loved all of those movies. Those are good movies. Huge fan of End of Watch. I'm echoing, but it's all right. I don't know where I'm echoing. Who am I echoing on here? All right. But with that being said, I love those movies. All right. Moving forward, now that we've got the initial Suicide Squad out of the way, we're going to go to the anticipation of the Suicide Squad. Yes, that's different from just Suicide Squad. Um, but the confusion is mass everywhere. But for you, Mr. Fox, I'm going to kick it off with you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you for this interpretation of the film? I mean, I'd say I was at a nine. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is by far my favorite uh, MCU film. Uh, and I've liked James Gunn for a long time. I, I really like Slither. I own that uh, movie, a, a kind of horror comedy he made um, when he was first coming up. I was super pumped uh, from the time we saw the trailer last year all the way through to get to see it. Langford, to you, what was your scale, a scale of one to 10, the anticipation for this version of the Suicide Squad? After the trailer came out, I was at like a seven or eight. And per like just the one thing, David Destelmachian as Polka Dot Man, I was like, yeah. he's in a roll roll? <laughs> and then I was like on board. Yeah. Amanda, do you? I was sitting at a six, to be perfectly honest. That first trailer did nothing. Like absolutely nothing for me. I didn't laugh. I actually thought that the entire film was going to be like with filled with like stupid dick jokes. And I just wasn't for it because that's not my type of humor, unfortunately. But the trailer did nothing. And like I absolutely adore Idris Elba. And I just wanted to like it. I just, just couldn't. So I was sitting at a six going in. Yeah, I had my expectations tempered because I was very... I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I do think that they, both of them are two of my favorite. They're, I think they're both in my top five for if we, if you rank all of the MCUs together, like it, they're fantastic movies. And um, uh, obviously Disney really dropped the ball by letting James Gunn even approach this side of the world because, you know, he, he is a fantastic director and what he does structurally in movies is pretty solid. So I was around the same as Amanda. I was like at a six, five, six range. Just because I didn't want to have, I try not to have like super, super high expectations for movies. Like yeah. um, there's certain movies that you get your hopes up. So like Dune, my, my expectations are through the roof because I love Villanueva. I love everything that he does. So like for me, like I'm super, so I just know that I'm prepared to probably be let down. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm ready to totally be the next Lord of the Rings. It, it really could be. And that'll be the awful. next Star Wars. Like, you know, boink, boink. yeah, I mean, it is, you know what I mean? But, all right, so now we're going to transition into our review of the film, but it's going to get a little tricky. I'm going to make Eric, you're going to go first, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the floor. You have 60 seconds, okay? 60 seconds. I got to get a timer ready for these things. But what I'm going to do is you have 60 seconds to talk about what you liked about the film without spoilers, obviously, 
and I can't find the uh, little, you know, time thing on my phone here, but uh, we're going to count it down. All right. So you're going to have 60 seconds to talk about the film. I'm going to give you the floor and uh, I got to put you on the main screen. So 60 seconds, talk about how much, what you did or didn't like about the movie. Do not give me a score, just your thoughts and go. Artistic depictions of mental health, David Destelmachian and Sylvester Stallone are all things that I really, really liked. Also, somewhat understated action, like contrasting action with music that allows it to sort of hum instead of be kind of in your face. Um, I really feel like they didn't quite understand how to use Harley Quinn for this movie, but otherwise i would say for the most part like peacemaker i have what i like it's spoiler free so i can't talk about peacemaker i have huge problems and a lot to say about peacemaker uh idris elba i really liked i i just there's my favorite part of the movie is really early in the movie and then the rest of the movie happens and i enjoyed myself through the whole thing but the few standouts that i mentioned are really the big parts for me Perfect. That was right at 60 seconds. Very, 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 very well done. Um, That's a whistle training. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So um, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with another person that was kind of underwhelmed by the film. Fox, I'm going to make you go next. Start now. Yeah, obviously I said I was super excited uh, to see it coming in. I would agree with Eric that I'm not sure they exactly knew what to do with not only Harley Quinn, but a lot of the characters that carried over from the first movie. I thought the writing uh, for Rick Flagg was better, but his arc um, really, really, really bummed me out. Uh, I wasn't, there's a lot of fun one-liners. There's some fun moments. There's some fun visuals. The third act I thought was a real letdown. I also didn't wasn't really taken with a lot of the new characters. I pretty well loathed King Shark. So um, that probably impacted a lot. I like Idris Elba. I thought he was one of the one of the highlights for me. And I still like Margot Robbie in that part. I just didn't think she had a lot to do uh, at times. Perfect. Comes in just in under 60 seconds. I appreciate that. Uh, very well thought out. Amanda, the floor is yours. Your 60 seconds starts now. Um, I love the character dynamics. I think the writing for each character was good in the group aspect. They were fed off of each other and that's why it worked. That's why with like Peacemaker and Bloodsport, their banter was really fun for me and I enjoyed that. But there are some characters individually that I think they did have missteps. Harley Quinn being number one, I think it was a step down from how high Birds of Prey was and what you know Christina Hodson did for her in that film. Um, I feel like James Gunn kind of dumbed her down, and Harley being like kind of like on her own sometimes. I just didn't really think that that worked. I wanted her more in the team dynamic. That's not really a spoiler, but whatever. Um, the humor is good. There are some emotional, like key emotional moments that really stuck for me. Uh, Rat Catcher 2 is also another standout that I, I was really happy with. The third act did feel a bit disjointed, messy. Some things happened for shock value that I'm like looking back now, that's what it felt like. Um, the structure I had an issue with at times, I felt like it was all over the place. Um, and But at the same time, it still felt like it was comic booky. So I understood what Gunn was trying to do. 
Um, but yeah, all in all, it's very entertaining. It's fun. And if you want to just have a good time, then, you know, it's what it's there for. Yeah, so for me, as a collective whole, Suicide Squad works on several different instances. Idris Elba was a star. We already knew that, right? We didn't need a Suicide Squad to tell us how good he was at what he does. I thought the film, if you take the story out of it, the film's a lot of fun, okay? If you just watch it just to watch it, and I did. I watched it a second time the day after, and I had a lot of fun with it. But stru structure-wise, scripture-wise, you know, scripturally-wise, it's not... It's all over the place. I didn't like the third act of how it went back and forth in the different time dimensions, like eight minutes earlier or this, or whatever, whatever it was. Um, I will say I was very upset with the arc for Pete Davidson. I was very excited for him to be in this film. I won't go any further because I don't want to spoil that for anybody either. But yeah, so I think overall there was a few tweaks in Harley Quinn's character that I think they could have done that would have really made her character way more important and it would have made the finale a lot more important as well for her. Um, King Shark is my hero and Ratcatcher 2, I want a TV series ASAP because she was hands down my favorite part of the movie and she really gave the film heart. And that is something that I feel like was completely missing from the first one. Her emotional arc actually mattered to somebody like me. I felt like it was good. So with that being said, we tried to do that without spoilers, and I think we did a pretty good job. I thought, huh? I said, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't think that we, I don't think we spoiled a whole whole lot there. I do think that we did, you know, did pretty solidly. Now, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell me your score, and you can give overall thoughts of the film. I know you guys did a lot of it, but maybe a little bit of reasoning behind your score of why it's either high or low, or however that looks to you guys. And I'm gonna go back to uh, Amanda. Yeah, I gave uh, Suicide Squad a four out of five, uh, just because it was very entertaining, it was funny. I watched it in IMAX, and it was my first IMAX movie since Birds of Prey. So, um, yeah, that far back. So I was just, I was on cloud nine watching it and it was a lot of fun despite the issues that I had with it. Um, but yeah, four out of five, just because entertainment value, funny, and it was a good time for me. So that's why I rated it that high. Mr. Fox, you're on the clock. Yeah. So for me, there's a group of these DCEU films that have moments that I really like that also have moments that frustrate me. I have them all scored the same. Wonder Woman 1984, the original Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, and James Gunn's Suicide Squad, all three out of five. I gave it a C plus. Thank for to you. So I think it's interesting that all of us have talked all of this and nobody has mentioned a lot about the violence. And I think that says something about the movie, how much it is there and used for what it is and not overstated or in your face. And the way they handled that really well is why I give it like a B plus. Also, Ratcatcher, yeah, I think deserves her own show first over other <coughs> characters. He's definitely talking about Peacemaker, but uh, I will be on the, I will be on the floor to say that I really love Peacemaker in the movie. So that's I know that's not a, a that's widely biased. popular thing. It's biased for reasons. <laughs> What's the reason it's biased? I'm confused. Because he's John Credo's brother. So it's, uh, no, oh, he, was terrible. Terrible. he was terrible. No, I wrote, I wrote in my review that I wrote in my review for the Suicide Squad. I said, unlike the miscast in F9, John Cena was actually really, really good in this movie. Okay. So for me, I settled on a B plus. I really wavered back and forth of how I felt about this film. 
I do love a lot of the new characters. I'm on the opposite of Matthew Fox there. I do like some of the new characters. I love the way they uh, introduced some of them. I do think that I really loved Harley Quinn. And I've stated this a thousand times and I mean this with everything inside of me. I think her casting is in the hall of fame of comic book casting. She's phenomenal. Like I can't imagine anybody else in this role. And I look forward to 50 more movies of Harley Quinn and Margaret Robbie. It doesn't, that, that to me just never will change. But I gave it a B plus. I think I liked, I love the gore. I loved it. I love over the top gore with the best of them. If it's done right, I enjoy it. And you're right. It's not too in your face. There's a few scenes. The uh, scene between Peacemaker and Idris Elba are so good together. But uh, I'm on a solid B plus. And uh, now we're going to transition to talk about the controversial top five DCU uh, movies. I'm, I'm excited to see where everybody's rankings are because honestly, if I hear Wonder Woman 84 in anybody's top five, I'm literally kicking you out of the podcast. So I'm going to kick off. Eric, you're going to be first, my man. Top five DCEU movies are? Bottom to top, I'm going to go with Shazam, Birds of Prey, The Suicide Squad, the original Wonder Woman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, specifically Justice is Grey. And that is because I don't know if any of you guys have actually watched it. I thought it was the most ridiculous nonsense to what have that movie be in black and white. If you do, not only does it look like a 30s to 50s serial, but it invokes universal monster movie imagery. It it looks like a science fiction, like I, I don't know how to explain it much more than that. It just it just it's wildly more impressive than I thought it would be. I like it. Fox to you, top five. So number five for me is Batman versus Superman, the Dawn of Justice. And I'm going to say it's the ultimate cut version, which actually has a plot. Um, if you have only ever, no, I'm serious. If you've only ever seen the theatrical cut, I understand you're probably sitting there like, what the am I listening to? If you watch the ultimate cut, Superman has an arc that is actually beautiful. Um, number four for me is Man of Steel. Um, that is a movie that there were times that I thought it was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. You know, I'm doing that 40 years of movies going through my favorite movies in my lifetime. I'm pretty close to making that my movie of 2013. There are parts of it I don't like, but there are parts of it I think are beautiful. Number three for me is Shazam. I love Zachary Levi. I'm a huge Chuck fan um, and really won me over. I'm super pumped for the sequel. I hope they keep that tone. Number two, Wonder Woman. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I don't know what they did with the sequel, but the original one was incredible. And then number one for me is the Snyder cut of justice league, which just recently got displaced as my top movie of 2021. Amanda, um, is yours. first, I just want to say, I love both of your top fives. Like I'm cheering over here. God bless. Um, so my, <laughs> I'm just so happy. So coming in at number five, I have birds of prey. I think it's the best Harley Quinn version. I just love her. I love seeing Black Canary on screen, live action. Um, I really wanted an HBO series uh, for her. If, the, if they're not gonna make a movie with an, like Green Arrow, I would love an HBO series. It was just fun. I absolutely loved it. Number four, Shazam. Those are my kids. The Shazam Lee, I love them so much. Just funny as hell. The cast had great chemistry, so that's a number four. Number three, I have Man of Steel because it is just so beautifully made. The attention to detail that Snyder has is just incredible. And Henry Cavill is just 
iconic as Superman, just amazing. And for his first flight burned in my mind and thank God for Hans Zimmer and his score there too. Um, coming in at number two is the Snyder Cut. It's just shocking, I know, but I've waited campaign for that movie and I literally started crying when I watched it the first time because it was just a very long, very long process to get that. Just like thing. the movie, just like the movie, very uh, long. It, yeah, and it was worth it. I swear to God, it was worth it. So <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed it. I watched it like four times um, opening weekend just because it was just, it was there and I needed it. And then coming in at number one is BBS, The Ultimate Edition. I've probably watched that movie over 50 times. I love it. And like like we said before, it, it actually has a story. The theatrical version is absolute trash. Um, I really hate that people continuously watch that one instead <laughs> of The Ultimate Edition. Like, there's no point. But yeah, I, I love BBS. I went through a lot with BBS, so it was a good time. And Batfleck Forever. Yes, Batfleck Forever. I am on board with that 100%. I am on record saying that he is by far the best Batman ever. I will not take any questions about that, period. Yes, he's better than Michael Keaton. Yes, he was better than Christian Bale. Yes, he's better than Adam West in the 30s. Whatever, it doesn't matter. All right. Coming into number five for me, same Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition. I again, it's I Batflick forever. Um, number four is the Suicide Squad. It's it's in there because there's so much bad in my opinion. You have so much bad in this uh, the DCEU that I literally struggle. I, I could give you my bottom five easily because Aquaman's the biggest steam and pile of comic book shit ever made. But um, coming in at number three. I have Zack Snyder's uh, the Snyder Cut, the Justice League. I do have that coming in at number three. I do love it. It was um, way too damn long. But you know what? It's one of those movies. It was four hours long. And there's certain parts that feel like four hours long. But when you're done, you feel so... I don't know, it just feels free. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you connect to Snyder because of this journey that he went on. And whenever it came out, I was so happy. I was not a Snyder Cut person. I didn't care one way or another. Once it came out, I appreciated the people and their passion for the Snyder Cut because there's a whole lot more emotional aspect of why, of course, why Snyder left. And, and you know, it being for his daughter and stuff like that. So that, to me, I can relate to. Um, I think it's beautiful. Number two for me um, is Wonder Woman, hands down, one of my favorite all-time comic book movies. I've watched it so many different times. The introduction of Gail Gadot, she's fantastic in the role. My number one, and it has been number one, it's going to be hard to knock off, is Shazam. I fucking love Shazam. I love it so much. I've watched it so many times. I love the – I just – it's like – it kind of reminds you – it's just like this very warm – lighthearted but also fun comic book movie it reminds you of like a comic that you would want to watch as a kid and that to me is what and the thing about it is i've said this the time, i don't read comic books i don't think i've ever read a comic book so i don't really know what shazam looks like in a comic book i don't know if he's really just the size of Wee herman you know i don't really care but for me shazam it works i love all of the characters i can't wait for the sequel I really wish that we were getting that before some of these other sequels that we're getting ready to see. But overall, it's my number one movie. I didn't think that – I wasn't sure where to put The Suicide Squad. I did end up putting it on my list. But nothing touches Shazam for me, not even remotely close. So um, 
All right, real quick around the table, Amanda, any thoughts on the list outside? Any any list on everybody else's thoughts? Um, I think you guys all nailed it. I love everyone's top five. Like for me, I put the Suicide Squad number six, just because again, like Shazam, Birds of Prey, those are two that are really close to my heart in their comfort films for me, and I love that. So it was really hard for the Suicide Squad to enter. Um, but yeah, I love all of your lists. They're spot on. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. There's not a lot of, I mean, I guess, especially on the DCU side of things, there's not really a lot mm. of comfort films. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Shazam is that. Like it's 100% yeah. that style of a movie that you're just kind of like, you can put on and just mm. kind of do whatever at the same time. Um, I'm going to put everybody on the spot real quick before we go here. Um, two worst DCEU, DCEU movies. Um, Eric, you first. Two least favorite of the... Uh... Well, Suicide Squad, <laughs> 2016, and Wonder Woman, 1984 is yep. the lowest. Amanda? Those are the same two for me. Fox? Bottom rung, number 11 out of 11 is freaking Aquaman, which is oh, a steaming so pile bad. of shit. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, number 10 is the Whedon Cut of Justice League. Oh, that one's not even on my list. That one doesn't exist for me anymore. I threw that out. <laughs> but then if, if I went one one more up, it would be Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, which yeah I, I literally gave Aquaman one star, and I stand by that one star. It's I gave it half a star. So Did you? Oh, you beat I'll me. You. you. And I will. <laughs> I hated it. I, I love that movie yeah. and I'm still just annoyed by that movie. I also want to throw it out here that uh, Amber Heard should not be on the sequel. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry. I, did, I just wanted to toss that out into the universe, but um, replace her, please. But before we go, um, Amanda, give me some plugs. Yeah, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my YouTube, Candid Cinema, and my website, CandidXCinema.com. I watched What If. We're talking about Marvel, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited for everyone to see those episodes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Oh, wait, I've got to watch it by the end of the night, or I, I can't watch it again. So, you can yeah. watch it's really it on Wednesday. It drops on Wednesday for <laughs> everyone. Well, yeah, I know. For you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. On that note, keep it going. Sure. Show how popular you are for us normies. Oh my god! <laughs> I got a funny story off the air for you guys on that. <laughs> uh, off the air. Off the air. Uh, make sure to follow Eric on Twitter at High Contrast Film FLM. Make sure to follow Matthew Fox on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. Give myself a follow at RIP the Iron Cut. Make sure to head on over to the MusicCityDriveIn.com to check out all our latest movies and music, our movies and movie reviews. Uh, head on over to and check out the other shows on the Drive In Podcast Network as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Hans Zimmerman, the Steel Theme is the best.